Welcome to the Left of Straight Show, where we talk entertainment, music, books, foodies, and more each week. Well, howdy, howdy, everyone. Welcome to the Rainbow Rundown. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. We're right here coming at you from the Left of Straight Show. Rainbow Rundown is our weekly uh, list of things that are happening in the news that kind of caught my attention that I wanted to share with you. It is the first week of May, May 1st through 7th. We will uh, drop these rundowns to you every Monday uh, for as long as we can and as often as we can here. Uh, We've kind of separated the Left of Straight show this year into two sections. We're doing interviews all by themselves with fantastic celebrities and personalities from entertainment, foodies, books, music, advocacy. And then we're doing a a bonus segment on Tuesdays of five questions with some of the people that we've got to chat with. And then on Mondays, we're doing this rainbow rundown. So thanks so much for joining in. Here's some things that caught my attention this week. I hope you find them at least a little bit interesting or kind of skip ahead something you might not have seen. I got mostly fun entertainment stories this week. Um, Two serious stories we'll start out with, and then we'll get into the fun for the rest of the time, okay? So first thing, um, it's serious, but it's kind of exciting. Um, We have in Chicago, Illinois, they have, starting May 15th, they're going to have one of the best queer representations they have had in their city council for the city of Chicago. Of course, Chicago is known for Boys Town and being a great LGBT city, known for great food, known for Oprah, of course. But uh, they are going to have the highest representation of lesbian and gays in the the way their city council goes. It's very strange. They have 50 representatives for city council, broken down into what they call alderman wards. And starting on the next um, May 15th, when everyone gets sworn in for their next term, they serve four-year terms, and there's 50 of them, and there will be nine LGBTQ representatives being sworn in on May 15th. For this. So that's almost 20% of the entire um, city council. The aldermans are elected for four years, and they get paid good money. I think it's something like $115,000 is the average. It kind of changes depending on the ward and how many people they represent and what kind of contract they negotiate. But uh, that goes pretty, pretty cool. Um, pretty cool gig if you can get it, I guess. There currently is not any openly transgender or non-binary people there. But there are, like I said, nine identifying as LGBTQ. So that's a great step. Of course, we had Mayor Lori Lightfoot that just recently lost her election for mayor. She was the first openly lesbian mayor in the city. Um, Had a controversial showing of her job performance. But uh, I think overall, she will be looked up upon as a competent mayor. Um, Crime there and gun violence is very high in that city. But it's great to have queer representation out there. We've been talking so much about all these laws happening everywhere for transgender um, assignment and safety and security and health care and bans on drag queens and book banning and everything we've talked about the last few weeks, that we really need this queer representation in these cities and these state houses and uh, across the country in order for we're going to keep the equality and not uh, 
go backwards as we have been in the past. So good on Chicago for electing nine of its 50 representatives as aldermen to city council in that city. So that's kind of very cool. My next story is not good news, unfortunately. Uh, Dr. David Philpot, he is an epidemiologist with the Centers for Disease Control Prevention. He recently presented research that showed that the state of Georgia here in the U.S. has the third highest rate of HIV transmissions within the United States. It has approximately 11 million people in the state, which is actually the eighth most populous state in the U.S., but they are showing the third highest amount of HIV transmissions right now. Uh, the data is showing that it's um, there's five clusters of widespread infection right now. The median age, which in the clusters is 29 years old, very young, and more than half of them from the Latino population, Latinx population. So uh, 80% had male-to-male sexual contact. So not a good number. HIV, um, we're going to be talking about more next month. It's Pride Month, of course, next month. And I want to talk about prevention and uh, what an important part that plays in our community with PrEP and so many things out there right now that can help slow or end the transmission of AIDS. Uh, U equals U, untransmittable. So uh, we will talk to hopefully Carl Schmidt and a couple other good people. Our friend Josh Robbins will get on next month and we'll have a nice panel about that and talk to probably Brian um, O'Donnell, who is works over with uh, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. So we'll try, try to throw a, a, a new panel together for Pride Month. But yeah, not a good data coming out of the state of Georgia. The good news is there is a group called Latino Link, L-A-T-I-N-O-L-I-N-Q. They offer free HIV testing and education and other resources to our LGBTQ plus community. And it also helps for those that are facing language barriers since this is in a highly Latino um, community right now. So let's get on that and uh, curb the HIV spread in Georgia. Third highest in the, in the country is not good, especially when you have the eighth highest population. So that's our two negative or bad news sections. Let's go into, some, there's a lot of great entertainment stuff that happened this past week. So we're going to go into a lot of fun and exciting entertainment news of things that happen. First off, tonight, I record this on Sunday evenings. Tonight is happening um, right live streaming from almost every place you can find it. YouTube, TikTok, uh, Facebook, every place you can. The ACLU Drag Defense Fund and many more are doing a terrific telethon calling Drag is Not Dangerous. The Drag is Not Dangerous telethon is going on right now as I'm taping this. I watched the first couple hours. I bought my $20 ticket to stream it. And I hope you all did too, or at least trying to find a way to donate money to it. It is put together by several LGBTQ organizations, including GLAD, GLSEN, Headcount, Out TV, um, Trixie Cosmetics, um, Black Queer Town Hall, Delete Me, Five Senses. 
So it's been a lot of fun so far, and it's been hosted by Peppermint and Justin Martindale. Justin is a great friend of the show. We've had him on a couple of times. It's also being executive produced by Justin Martindale and our good friend Emerson Collins. Emerson's going to be on the show very soon. And uh, they are doing a fantastic job raising money. Their their start goal was two hundred and fifty thousand. Their stretch goal is a couple of million. But when I stopped at nine o'clock to record this show, they had almost hit their two hundred fifty thousand dollar mark in two hours from donations from across the country. So it's really great. They've had some great. Um, celebrities, both straight ally and LGBTQ celebrities, um, speaking out on the telethon. They've had some great drag performances, Trixie Mattel, of course, and uh, so many great people that I love. And uh, Marsha Gay Harden did a fantastic speech. And I did not realize that most of her children are in our LGBTQ community. She has a gay son. She has a non-binary daughter, I believe. So uh, she did a great little speech there. Um, Adam Shankman, who did Hairspray and so many great things, is uh, co-hosting with um, Alaska on one of the stages. But a big shout out to Justin Martindale and Peppermint for hosting this. They have a phone bank full of celebrities that you can call. Jay Rodriguez, I saw, was there. All sorts of great people. Um, Nina West, who is, of course, now drag royalty, thanks to her time on RuPaul Drag Race, but she's always been drag royalty here in the Columbus, Ohio area. She did a very moving tribute as well to what happened to her when she started Drag Story Time. So with things that are still happening in the law every day, this is a great cause. Uh, again, it's... Um, If you missed it, I believe it's streaming for 48 hours. So if you miss it, you have a chance to still go donate and see the stream. They can see the recorded version of the stream. And it's called Drag is Not Dangerous. I think Drag drag Isn't Dangerous and dragisndangerous.com is the website. So again, um, congratulations. Big shout out to our friends, Justin Martindale and Emerson Collins for executive producing the show, uh, Justin doing a fantastic host along with Peppermint. And uh, it's been a great show to watch so far. So I don't know how long it's going on. I'm going to go back right after this is taped and see what the money is. It looks like they're going to hit their 250000 very easily. And we'll see what their stretch goals are and how that happens. So congratulations to them. And drag isn't dangerous. So great name and very true. All right, next story I want to talk about is on May 5th this past week. I'm very excited to announce that Olivia Newton-John had a posthumous album drop. It's a duet album called Just the Two of It. She's doing uh, 17 tracks on it, having some amazing duets with Dolly Parton, Mariah Carey, Barry Gibb, John Travolta, um, her... um, daughter, I believe, is on it, uh, Chloe Latanzi. And it's it's just exciting. I mean, we all miss Olivia so much. I'm going to have Del Shores on the show very soon. And of course, was a very good friend through all uh, her life with her. And um, it's just amazing to see her music come out once again to the great dame, Olivia Newton-John. So if you haven't uh, got it yet, it's on vinyl. I think it's going to be a two-section album, but the first one is called Just the Two of Us. It dropped last week on May 5th. Uh, I think it'll be coming 
to it was dropped on vinyl cd and streaming platforms and i think it's going to be released even more wide or not streaming yet will be having streaming in june so if you're an olivia newton john fan like i am be sure to rush out and get this it's available on amazon and all those great places of course there so uh a release like this help us remember her and it's um just an amazing tribute to her legacy and to her immensely talented voice that we we came to love so that's it. It's Just the Two of Us by Dame Olivia Newton-John dropped this past week. And if you're a fan like I am, go out and get that right away. Also in television and streaming news, we got a couple of uh, good features that I saw this week. I said a lot of entertainment news breaking. First off, if you were a big fan of Bridgerton, and who wasn't? That was a hugely popular streaming show on Netflix. Uh, the... One of the sequels, prequels, in addition to um, addendum to to um, Bridgerton is the new series Queen Charlotte. It jumps back and forth between two timelines, um, and it is featuring the first actual gay male romance on the show, and a gay male sex scene on the show it's it's been known for its queer sensibilities of course it's been i think it's part of the shondaland series i think she has a big hand in this as well bridgerton was huge um streaming for netflix and it was well received the lgbt community but in this version in the past of the patent 1761 we meet a younger version of the queen's man brimsley which is her most loyal servant played by sam clements and as it turns out brimsley's engaged in a secret affair with the king's man reynolds played by freddie dennis they have a rather steamy sex scene and uh, you can see him holding hands and flirting and stolen glances. And it's pretty exciting stuff if you're a fan of uh, period piece television and streaming. And that's kind of exciting there as well. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Bridgerton fan, go ahead and look for that. Look for Queen Charlotte streaming on Netflix and look for the new scenes being played out by Sam Clements and Freddie Dennis on there. Also, um, I wanted to talk about on Netflix, it was announced last week and I'm so excited for this. A good friend of our show, Greg Cope White, is having his amazing book, The Pink Marine, adapted into a new Netflix series. That is so exciting. I had Greg on the show. I will have to put a link to our interview with it. We talked about the book when it came out. Um, amazing. It's going to a streaming series on Netflix. It's being uh, executive produced by Norman Lear, who's done so much great things like, of course, All in the Family and uh, The Jeffersons and uh, so many great television series. He's executive producing this. Greg is going to be, of course, in the writer's room and a producer on the show as well. We're going to have to have him back very soon to talk about it. They have uh, picked up at, to star in it Miles Heiser, which you may remember for 13 Reasons Why. He was in Love, Simon, I believe. Very handsome actor. I know him from dating um, 
the guy that played one of the characters of Lock and Key, and I'm not sure if they're still dating or not, but Miles Heiser is going to play the lead, and Vera Farmiga is going to play his mom in the series. Uh, I think they're going to, it's tentatively titled The Core for now, and it talks about Miles' character being bullied in high school, and he enlists in the Marines with his best friend, and his straight best friend. So it's an exciting read. I read it back, like I said, when I talked to Greg quite a few years ago. Uh, a very good book, if you've not read it, called The Pink Marine, and now being adapted into a Netflix series. So congratulations to Greg. This is so exciting and good for us that we have a great LGBT uh, new series going to be streaming very soon on Netflix. Um, of course, now we have the writer's strike and everything else happening there. I won't talk too much about the writer's strike. Um, except to say that it is devastating for a lot of our friends in the community and people that I've talked to over the years that have written on so many great shows. Uh, I talked to Stan Zimmerman this weekend for an interview coming up in June. And of course, Stan has written for the Golden Girls and for Roseanne and for the Gilmore Girls. And we talk a little bit about the writer's strike and what it means and what they're looking for. And um, it's corporate greed, basically. Corporate greed is keeping the writers from making money on um, on all sorts of different things. They're not getting money for residuals. That was a big thing. AI is a big thing. Of course, we know in Hollywood, I tease it all the time, that everything old is new again. And uh, they don't want to give them any uh, compensation for anything on AI because an AI can write a script of something that's already read before, right? If it's something that's repeating. So there's a lot of sticking points, and the union is really not even negotiating well with our writer friends. So we're in solidarity with the Writers Guild East and West, and uh, it's going to back up production of a lot of some of your favorite shows. One of them being is Pink Marine that I'm really looking forward to. So we have that happening. Also, I guess we'll talk about TV a little bit no more um, if you're if you're not a Doctor Who fan, Doctor Who is a huge British sci-fi show. It's been going on for years and years and years. Launched the careers of John Barrowman and David Tennant and so many great actors. And uh, its newest season is going to be probably the gayest Doctor Who yet. They made history last time when they uh, did the very first woman Doctor. What happens if you're not a Doctor Who fan is the Doctor transforms every couple of years into a new body, a new person. And so the last major shakeup was um, when a woman appeared as Doctor Who. And this season is going to be that starts out in the end of this year. They're going to have Russell T. Davies, who originated Queer as Folk. He's going to be the showrunner for the show this year. And he's making it a dang gay old time, I'm telling you. First, he's brought as the lead, uh, Shuri Gatwa is going to be playing the lead, a very handsome and talented black actor. Um, he will be the new doctor, along with a new team. But Jinx Monsoon, drag queen Jinx Monsoon, who did amazing in her Broadway debut in Chicago and is now going to play the lead villain on the series. So we have Jinx Monsoon on there. Um, Shuti is uh, openly bisexual um, 
actor. And then it was just announced this past week that Jonathan Groff from Looking and from Glee and from all those things, and of course from Hamilton, is uh, going to be a yet undisclosed character in the new season. So with Russell T. Davies show running the series, it's going to make it a very queer season on Doctor Who. So if you're a fan of this BBC, you can watch it on BBC America. Like I said, I think there's like 17, 18, 35 seasons of it, something along those lines. So be sure to catch up. And that's going to be exciting as well. So lots of television news this week. So there's that going on. Last two things, and I'll wrap it up, uh, are New York-centric based. We had two things happen this week. We had the Met Ball on Monday, and we had the Tony nominations go out this week. So let's talk the Met Ball. The annual Met Gala is always on the first Monday of every May, and it's the party and fashion event of the season in New York. It raises money for New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art, And it's always known for the glam. Um, If you listened to our interview a couple weeks ago with our good friend Fred Carger, whose book's The World's Greatest Party Crasher, he talks about crashing the Met Gala a couple of times. Um, So check that interview out or for sure read his book. But the Met Gala happened this past Monday, known for extravagant fashions. This year, they have a theme every year to it. And this year's theme was in homage to uh, fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld. Lagerfeld was not without controversy, of course. He had a a lot of racist, sexist, fatphobic comments that he was accused of in the past. So a lot of people were able to play with that controversy a bit. Uh, Carl Lagerfeld was known for his black and white ensembles. So even though there was a lot of those, there was uh, some people that did some bright and daring colors and everything, but, and especially the color pink, because that was Carl Lagerfeld's most despised color, was pink. So there was a lot of pink at the Met Gala this year. And two of the LGBTQ stars that walked the great grand staircase of the Met Gala was Alex Newell from Glee fame as well. And besides Alex, we also had Harvey Gillum come out. Of course, um, Harvey has been a judge on Drag Race and done so many great things. He's known for um, the FX Acclaim series, What We Do in the Shadows. If you haven't seen that yet, check Harvey out in that. But he wore an amazing pink ensemble, as you can see here. Uh, Alex Newell dressed all in black. Um, stunning, stunning. So, yeah, that was that was exciting. You can see the pictures here on the uh, podcast. But, uh, yeah, so the Met Gala happened this week. Um, Harvey was designed by... Christian Siriano, who we know from Project Runway, and uh, the two made Oscar fashion history earlier this year at the Oscars because um, Harvey is a plus-size guy and very comfortable in it and empowering in it. And at the Oscar party, this was the uh, first plus-size outfit that Christian Siriano uh, ever designed for his red carpet look. So that was kind of cool as well. So I like that. 
But talking about, uh, continuing on with that, our last item, we will talk about the Tony Awards because there was some great, uh, great shows that got some like it hot, got a jillion nominations, uh, and then Shucked got a bunch. And those are the two that I want to talk about right now because we have Alex Newell and Jay Harrison Gee making Tony history for the first non-binary and non-gender conforming Tony Award nominees for lead roles. Uh, if you're not sure, and some like it hot, uh, Jay Harrison um was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical. And for Alex Newell, she won... Um, Oh, what was hers? Best featured actor in a musical role. So that was that was very cool. Uh, Guy is non-binary. Newell is non-gender conforming. They both use pronouns he, she, and they. And uh, shocked, I've just heard great things about in the theater. So uh, that it's it's. It's about corn, folks. Shucked. Um, so it's it's uh, kind of cool. And Some Like It Hot, if you have not seen Some Like It Hot, uh, it is a great twist. And I won't tell you too much about it, but Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis did an amazing job and it's been remade and it's a great stuff. So that's it. That's what we had um, this week in our Rainbow Rundown. Lots of entertainment news. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to send any... Uh, any rumors you have for I have a rumor segment, you can send them to my email, scott at leftofstraight.com. That's L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight.com. You can uh, send me an instant message in Twitter or Instagram at leftofstraight. Last week, there was no new interviews on the Left of Straight show because I was not feeling good, to be 100% honest, and I did not have time to really edit. I just didn't have the energy or the strength to do it. I did take um i did tape four interviews it'll be coming up in the next couple weeks but nothing went up so look for this week i have lots of interviews coming up it'll be a comedy week with tim murray with samson with uh stephen kazari um all sorts of great comedy coming up we have um, a couple other things coming this week so look for that you can always check all that information out on leftofstraightradio.com or you can check out our social media at Left of Straight on Twitter, Instagram, and Left of Straight Show is our page on Facebook. So thanks so much for supporting the podcast and for uh, being a friend of the show. Again, my name is Scott Fullerton for the Left of Straight Show. You guys have a great week. We'll be back here next Monday with another Rainbow Rundown. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.